Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our LinkedIn side space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Hey folks, here we are. Another day, another Saturday. 15 years of doing this, we're Earl Stewart on Cars. You've already heard my introductions. I'm a little confused because I introduced myself and we didn't used to do it that way, so we switched back and forth, and we've had some anonymous feedbacks on that subject. Uh, we keep it's. Have you heard the Japanese expression kaizen, continuous improvement? We try to do that, and uh, we tweak every week. Hey, that rhymes. And uh, I'm going to try not to repeat my introduction, which was my own recording, but uh, I give you a little idea, uh, especially for the new folks that have just tuned in. This show is unlike any other show. Uh, we are a tell-it-all, uh, candid, uh, no-holes-barred. We name names. Uh, we do mystery shops. Uh, we talk about the facts. Uh, um, it's kind of hard to get that on radio or TV or online. Uh, you've heard all the chatter about um, fake news and and uh, exaggeration and and downright deception and lies. And especially on the internet, the internet is just uh, full of stuff that you just don't know uh, whether it's right or wrong. There's, there's some really good information and data on there. The internet's most amazing invention, I think, in probably our lifetimes, but it can really mislead you. This show, we will not mislead you. We'll make mistakes, but if we do, we'll try to correct them and we admit them. I hope that's refreshing. We're totally transparent on the show. And it's all about cars. It's simply, uh, we're not trying to cure the ills of the universe here. We're just trying to get car dealers on the straight and narrow. Car dealers have been doing it wrong for 100 years. And I mean, I'm not exaggerating. They really have. And uh, it's a haggle, hassle, horse trading, uh, BS, uh, uh, deceptive, uh, tricky, a bait and switch kind of a, a business. It truly is. I have a lot of friends. I'm a car dealer. I've been a car dealer since 1968. I have friends that just don't even like to mention uh, my profession. I mean, they like me. I mean, they wouldn't be my friend if they weren't. But uh, they don't like to talk about the profession. I, I was talking to a fellow the other day, uh, a man I've known for two or three years, and he was telling me how he bought a car recently. Uh, he's from Connecticut. And he said, uh, he says, you know, I bought it online. I didn't go into the car dealership because then he stopped. I says, you didn't go in the car dealership because you're afraid you're going to have your pocket picked and car dealers have a terrible reputation. And then he looked relieved that I could laugh at myself because I'm a car dealer. And uh, anyway, that's that's what this show is all about. Your calls uh, truly, truly are the most important part of the show. I, I, I think that probably the first time I said this, I didn't really mean it. I just wanted to flatter the audience. But I kept talking about how much we learn from the audience. But after that, I started thinking about it, and truly, we learn as much for the audience, I think, as sometimes the audience learns from us. New things. Love it when you folks call in with 
tips and ideas and suggestions. Anonymous feedback. We get a lot of really good stuff on anonymous feedback. Nancy's got an anonymous feedback that she'll read later that uh, was particularly interesting and valuable because it applies. I think everybody had it in their mind why something, a suggestion of something we could do on this show. Uh, I'm not going to go around and introduce everybody like I did in the introduction already. We got Rick Kearney, we got Stu Stewart, and Nancy Stewart, my co-host. But I am going to ask Nancy to address uh, the females in the audience, our lady listeners, 50% out there. And uh, she is a very special person in the fact that she's a very strong female advocate. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I want to share with you that uh, over the years, women have become a more powerful and influential segment of the car buying community. Research will show you uh, that women influence 70, 80. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how, not, how the percentages have risen recently, but it definitely has. And, uh, well, they are one to be reckoned with. They're very important. And confidence and knowledge, well, it's pretty powerful. And they have all of that. Also, I did a little research on uh, women, and there are more women who are coming into the dealership alone. Yes, they are researching everything. The Internet is at their fingertips, and they are empowering themselves. With all of that said, ladies, please give me a call this morning at 877-960-9960. You can win yourself $50. First two new Lady callers, $50, just for giving us a call. You have a question? Great. If you just want to say hello, beautiful. Also, you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to the Recovering Car Dealer. And don't forget about Facebook. We're posting or listening, watching postings on Facebook. We're streaming live on Facebook. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Uh, we're on Periscope, Twitter, and all the other vehicles out there uh, to reach you. And that's the reason we're, I guess we're international. I don't think we've had an international call, but we, oh, I guess Canada, yeah, that counts. That counts. But uh, we are all over the, the globe, literally. And uh, it's kind of fun to watch, watch us in the studio, I think. I mean, we have certain graphics we can show you. And uh, our backdrop on our new green screen, I believe we have nighttime traffic situation behind me i know we went back to the this to the the sign with the phone numbers oh i can't see it we so. can see the traffic lights through your shirt oh, okay okay we're still tweaking it yeah every week new studio and thank you all who have been through the transition stage of this new studio uh we we really had some exciting times the phone stopped working and things like that but as i say we know what a challenge it is for you to go out and buy or lease a car, and for that matter, maintain or repair your car. And we'd love to hear your experiences. Uh, you can call us, uh, you can post. Uh, the text, I think, is very popular, and Nancy gave that number out. I'll give it out again twice. Text us at 772-497-6530, 772-497-6530. Uh, there's been a lot of excitement recently with uh, the Takata airbag, and uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Morgan Freeman has begun has done a commercial uh, that I saw last night on WPD, WPTV Channel 5 locally in Palm Beach County and uh, was called to our attention by Rick Kearney. He saw it on the History Channel, I believe, yep. and 
the thing about, I love about Morgan Freeman is I don't care what he tells me, I'm going to believe it. I love Morgan Freeman. Uh, he is just, you watch him, uh, his sincerity just comes out of every pore. And when Morgan says something, you believe him. And so thank you for whoever. Actually, well, what was the group? I didn't write that down. There's a, there's a group, of, a safety group that... Yeah, it's saferairbag.com. Saferairbag.com. And I tried to look up to see, who, was that from the NHTSA? Was that some other consumer group? The only thing I could see that it was saferairbag.com. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, somehow or other, we'd love to get Morgan Freeman's involvement in this show. I guess maybe the best way is to talk about it. Maybe there's somebody in the audience out there that knows Morgan Freeman or indirectly. I believe... I know he gets paid for commercials. I mean, he probably gets paid a whole lot of money. But I believe, um, I hope it's just not the visual, I believe he really cares about people. And if he really cares about people, uh, maybe he would actually call the show someday. Uh, he could text us. Uh, we could uh, even talk to him about doing some sort of a supportive uh, commercial for Earl on Cars. After all, we're the only car dealer that I know that is truly uh, proactively uh, going after this issue with uh, not just cut airbags but dangerous recalls, and there's a lot of a lot of things happening. We have a there's a bill in Congress right now that uh, has been introduced that may possibly uh, make it illegal to sell for car, used car dealers to sell a dangerous recalled car illegal to sell it by used car dealers or new car dealers who sell used cars. I mean, it's everybody sells used cars if you're in the car business. Uh, Senators Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut and Ed Markey of Massachusetts have sponsored a bill. And uh, the chances of this bill passing are pretty slim, I'll just be honest with you. Uh, of any bill passing? Of any bill passing, yeah. <laughs> and you know how it is with the lobbyists, the heavy lobbies. And one of the heavy lobbies happens to be the Florida Automobile Dealers Association. and. Uh, Here's a, I'm going to hold this up for you folks that are streaming us. Uh, here's a, uh, a memo that I got because I'm a car dealer, and it's from the Florida Automobile Dealers Association. It was sent by Ted Smith, who is the president of the Florida Automobile Dealers Association, a fine man, by the way, but his job is to do what the car dealers want him to do. He's hired by the car dealers, and I'm going to read you this memo I got. It's not that long. Uh, Headline, Congress wants to ground used vehicles with an open recall. Congress wants to ground used vehicles with an open recall. Text of the message to, is this. On June 26, Senators Richard Blumenthal, Democrat of Connecticut, and Ed Markey, Democrat of Massachusetts, introduced the Used Car Safety Recall Repair Act, S.1971. S.1971, which would indiscriminately that's Ted Smith, the FADA's words, ground consumer trade-ins under recall, even for minor matters such as peeling a peeling sticker. That's, that's cute to yeah. obfuscate the importance of this. We're ahead of our time. Yeah. This legislation would cripple the used car market and push unrepaired vehicles into the unregulated private market. <laughs> You've got to laugh at this stuff. NADA, that's the National Automobile Dealers Association, opposes S-1971 and instead supports the goal of a 100% recall completion rate as well as initiatives to improve consumers' response to vehicle recall notices. Well, uh, for the uninformed, the recall system doesn't work. 
up to a third of all cars on the road are never fixed. Bare minimum would be 25%. It's like playing Russian roulette when you buy a used car. You got better odds with Russian roulette. One chance out of six that you blow your brains out. One chance out of four, you're going to get a car with a non-fixed recall when you buy a used car. They ought to send Morgan Freeman door to door. Exactly. That would work. So uh, I just thought I'd share that news with you. Hopefully we have some input, some text, some calls. Yeah, absolutely. 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. Certainly uh, can't. Uh, it's a new day. I mean, whenever you have Morgan Freeman on your side, what a brand. Uh, what an amazing man. Uh, I'm sure everyone knows about Morgan Freeman. And for him to bring this awareness, to launch it to the public, to make it an awareness campaign is amazing. We're talking about saving lives. Morgan Freeman, what a day. Mm -hmm. It's a new day. Morgan, if you're out there, yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, somebody knows Morgan Freeman that's listening, you know, indirectly, you know, maybe somebody went to school with uh, his, yeah. you know, his mother or something. I mean, well, you know, indirect. Was, that would be a very, very old person, I think. For him to, for him to have <laughs> taken this on as a spokesperson, True. Uh, just says so much, so much about the topic, yeah. about so many lives that have been lost. And uh, like I said, uh, I, I have chills. I love Morgan Freeman. He is a brand to be reckoned with. Everyone yeah. knows him. And if he mm -hmm. stands behind this, if he's joining us to save lives, you know this is a long overdue important topic. Ladies and gentlemen, give us a call, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Tina, who has been patiently awaiting to speak to us. Good morning, Tina. Good morning. How are y'all doing this morning? Fantastic. Hey, well, I think today would be a great day to bring up an old topic that I brought up Quite a few months ago, it was actually at the time that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle had gotten married, and it was vehicle design. And just recently, the new 2020 Corvette has been unveiled, and beauty really is in the eye of the beholder, but the Corvette was always known for its sleek, sexy, rounded lines. It was the voluptuous girlfriend of all cars. Hmm. And now it looks like origami on wheels, and it's just not pretty anymore. Oh. That's my opinion. I just, I, just, I just think the Corvette's really lost its classic look, and it's gone the wayside of a futuristic vehicle, which is fine. I guess it was you're looking for, but I just think it's really lost itself. Well, uh, we'd like to hear some opinions on that. I, I have to say I like the looks of it. Uh, it's not something that I would ever buy. Uh, it's just a, you know, they're extremely high priced and the high maintenance, I would guess. Uh, they're overpriced because the dealers are doing like they often do with high demand, low supply vehicles, very popular ones that you don't have enough of, and they mark them, mark them up. I, uh, do you know what the MSRP is, Tina, on the new Corvette? Have they announced that yet? It's, it's around 60000 and they've also done away with the manual transmission. So if you're looking for... The manual transmission Corvette, you're going to have to buy used. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Corvette people are funny people. They're like, uh, it's like a cult, and they buy cor these Corvettes. And the interesting thing is, if you buy one of these uh, new edition cars, 
and hold it long enough, you can oftentimes sell it for more than you paid for it. And I think that's why the dealers take advantage of it. They know that people are very hungry to buy these cars, and they'll take that 60000 new Corvette, and they'll mark it up another 60000 and somebody will pay the price. There's always the guy in the, in the neighborhood that's got to have the first Corvette or the first whatever, the new, new vehicle when they come out. And they get the money, so they charge it. Uh, it's kind of interesting, uh, the psychological phenomenon of why somebody would pay you know, forty or $50,000 over a sticker price. In Tina, as uh, Earl said, it is a cult. It happens. It happens with the Jeep, happens with the Corvette. Uh, but uh, I kind of feel like as if it has, well, lost its luster a bit. That's my personal opinion. I just remember the old days, and uh, what a beautiful car. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's so pretty anymore. That's just that's just my two cents. Yeah, but aesthetically it isn't. Yeah, I have a, a client of mine. I'm going to be cutting his hair this morning, actually. And he has, I think his Corvette is a 2004, I think. And I said, I think twice a day. It's the morning. Anyway, he every time he buys tires for the car, he cries to me about it. He's like, oh, I had to buy tires yesterday, and it cost me $1,500 for tires. And it was the best price I could find was 250 a tire plus install. He says, oh, that's just killing me. Said, well, you know that you, you want to pay, you got to pay the piper if you want to dance. That's just how it is with some of these vehicles. The tire costs are very high, so and parts cost. He says, you know, if I would have bought this and such car, I would have only paid eighty bucks to have my horn replaced. But I had to pay seven. Well, I, I tell you, um, Tina, uh, I, I I can't answer because I just don't understand the cycle. I strangely as a car dealer, I've been a car dealer for over fifty years and I don't get excited about cars. Uh, I, I get uh, uh, to have to spend that much money to buy a tire, I would go the other way. But somebody once said about the guy that was gonna buy a, a yacht and he went up to the dock and he saw this big hundred foot, you know, luxury uh, you know, whatever you know, sports fish or, or luxury motor yacht and he asked the seller, how much does it cost to maintain this huge yacht? And the seller said, if you have to ask me how much it costs to maintain, you can't afford to buy the yacht. So it probably goes to the guy that's going to pay $100,000 for a new Corvette. Uh, if he had, if he's worried about how much the tires cost, he can't afford to buy the Corvette. So it's only rich people that don't care, uh, and they got all the money in the world. They go out and spend this kind of money, foolish money, on these low-demand, high-supply, or vice versa, uh, high demand, low supply cars. No, well, maybe it's time we all started caring. Okay, Tina. If you are still on the line, we thank you for giving us a call, and have a wonderful weekend. Thanks, Tina. Uh, Frank, if you're still holding, good morning. Hey, good morning, Frank. Frank. Morning, Frank. You out there? Uh, sorry to. I apologize, Frank. You were on hold for a while. Um, if uh, if you can, would you give us a call back? 877-960-9960. And we will go to John, who gives us a call from Palm City. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. Hey, My topic today is a very serious topic, electric cars. It's not only the car of the future, but it's here and now. They're growing at a rate of 7.6%. In 2018, we had 14 of electric vehicles on the market. By 2020, there'll be eight more coming. 
Now, the seriousness about it, we all know the benefit. Uh, Monday, school starts, all the Palm Beach County school buses, electric vehicles. The seriousness I didn't about know that. it is this. Is that yes, right? Yeah, oh. I told you that last week. All, all oh. ordered with electric. Wow. But here's the seriousness of it. The states are against it. Don't ask me, you know, why they're doing it, but it's the gasoline tax, the road tax. Mm-hmm. So they're socking it to them when you have electric vehicle. It's um, as much as some of them, I think it's $50 more for registering it. It's 200 and it'd be raising more. Mm-hmm. Now, Georgia stopped all tax credits in 2015, so the sales in Georgia on electric vehicles fell dramatically. The tax credits actually started in 2010 on them. It's a full credit, you know, it started with Tesla, and uh, it worked this way. Manufacturers selling up to 200,000 units will get the full tax credit from the government, Mm -hmm. and then after that, it's on a reduced basis. General Motors expires in October of this year. It goes from 3750 to 1875. But here's the whole thing. The punishment of electric vehicles by the State Motor Vehicle Bureau is absolutely ridiculous. It is. It's, it's unbelievable. It'll hurt the sales of them, and it, they'll just keep raising it and raising it because they're losing their road tax on the gasoline for it. John, do you think so, that's the whole reason, or do you think maybe it's a little bit more uh, subversive, maybe a little bit more conspiratorial? Uh, think about it. Uh, the oil lobby, I mean, oil is at you know, very low prices now. A lot of the manufacturers or the drillers or whatever you call them, uh, producing oil and and the distillation and the gasoline, these, these guys are, the stocks are dropping like rocks. Uh, there's the talk of the electric car, and they're very powerful. They're like the insurance company. They're like the automotive lobby, National Rifle Association. I wonder how much lobbying is going on in state legislatures to tax electric cars. I mean, if you make the car a little bit more expensive, you don't sell as many electric cars, and so therefore you sell the gasoline-powered cars. I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it's a possibility. Just throw it out there. I would agree with you 100%. But the tax, the gasoline road tax, it's not only the state... But the city, like when I go to Palm Beach County, the tax is higher on gasoline yeah. you know, prices because of the local Palm Beach County tax. Exactly. So it's state and city, and it, no question about it that the oil uh, corporations are behind this. And just look at what happened within the last week of the price of oil. Go to the gas stations in Palm Beach County. I'm Martin County here. We're as low as 217 mm-hmm. per gallon yeah. with the excess of uh gasoline on the market so it's uh, controlled primarily as you say by the oil companies and they push the states and the states get behind it mm-hmm. and it's like it took people that own an electric car which is very very unfair yeah i, I hate so. to get i hate to get political but i think there is a lot of that going on i think the same thing with the dangerous recall issue uh, lobbyists i mean our system is is very interesting and lobbyists cannot be underestimated. Huge amount of money behind the oil industry, insurance industry, the auto industry. And that's the way the ball bounces. That's the way politicians get elected. You have to have the money. And if you don't have the money, you can't get elected. 
And if you don't play ball with the special interest groups and the lobbyists, then you're never going to get into office. So even the well-intentioned good politicians, the rule number one rule of a politician is get elected. You might have all the good intent in the world, but if, unless you get elected, you're never going to do anything. So they rationalize, well, I'll, I'll do what I have to do to get elected, and then I'll get honest. And before they know it, they're up for re-election. Now they've got to get dishonest again to get re-elected, and it's a vicious cycle. So I know I sound like a conspiracy nut, but... No, not at all. How about know. the ones that get elected and do nothing? Yeah. Well, sometimes it's the only way well, to get re-elected. going on in the state that's surrounding us in Georgia. I mean, they did away with the uh, tax credit in 2015 on an electric car. That's unbelievable. It, really it just shows you the power, you know, state has. Well, electric is coming, whether they like it or not. It's going to be so. Exactly. They're going to have the cost down, the batteries, and the, the whole vehicle cost will be down, and they will not, they will not be able to, uh, you just have to buy an electric car. In 20 years, you're just going to have to buy one. So get used to it. And uh, it's going to come probably slower than we'd like, but uh, it's almost here. Then I heard a rumor. I don't know how true it is. I didn't check with insurance. And insurance companies now, uh, if you got a car in the garage and it's an electric vehicle, they may sock you a surcharge because they're worried that when it's on charge, it could cause a fire and your entire garage and house could go on fire. <laughs> but I don't know what the truth is in that. I hadn't heard and that. We know that the batteries today are so improved. That that's, that scare is out the window. Yeah. Well, it, I wish I was younger because I'd love to watch what happens, you know, 50 years from now when there's not a single internal combustion engine on the road. And there's no doubt in my mind that will be the case. Electric is here to stay. You can fight it, you can slow it down, but uh, it's going to continue to grow. It's here forever. Thank yeah. you for taking my call. Thank you, John. You're a great caller. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend, Hopefully we'll John. we'll talk to you next week. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us, 772-497-6530. Anyone here on the panel know whether or not any of the school buses have seatbelts? Um, I think they do. I th let, me, let me ask my kids. They would know. Yeah. Jake, Maggie, Josie, call the show, please. Jake will start laughing and say, I haven't <laughs> ridden a school bus in two years, uh, but I'll ask him. Okay, we got some text over there. Yeah, we do. Um, one actually came in last Saturday after we had finished up the show. I had already answered, but I think it's a good thing to mention on the air. The question says, are there any honest Ford dealers in Central Florida? Because we were kind of picking on Ford dealers last week. Uh, any honest Ford dealers in Central Florida? I said, yes, Mullinex, Ford, and Apopka. And they're the only ones that we've ever mystery shopped that truly had no dealer fees or any hidden fees by any name. And there was a Mullinex running that store, and I spoke to this Mullinex personally because his store in North Lake Boulevard in North Palm Beach was not following the rules, yep. and they did have a dealer fee, and he said he didn't know about it, or he thought it was, he kind of waffled, to be honest with you. Uh, he has a general manager who is also a legal partner in an LLC, actually owns a piece of the dealership. They call it Mullinex Ford in North Palm Beach, but it's really as a, another owner. Yeah. Uh, but the one on Apopka, thumbs up, yeah. and you can buy a car there. Yeah, it was a pretty big Ford dealership, too, uh, so it's, yeah. a, it's a great place to visit. Uh, Frank is back. Thanks so much, Frank, for giving us a call back. Sorry you had to hold for so long. Good morning. Hey, Frank, we still got you? 
We're jinxed with Frank. I think we have, I think we have a short circuit between Frank and Earl Stewart on cars. Frank, keep, keep trying, trying, please. Okay, Frank. Third time's a charm. Yeah. <laughs> 877-960-9960. Okay, next one. Uh, this is probably a Rick question. Uh, the Prius and Prius Prime must have blind spot monitoring as standard, and that is why we got a quote on a 2019 Prius LE and also one on the 2019 Prius Prime Limited, but the dealer stock, the, but the dealer took the printed quote back from us, and I never got to record the itemized numbers for the same. Well, actually, I'm not sure if that is a Rick question. The Prius and Prius Prime must have blind spot monitoring as standard. Hmm. I'm not, let's get back to this one. Let me study this one because I'm not quite sure what the question is, but we have several other texts. Um, Rick, this one's definitely for you. Rick, will the pre-collision system on the CHR stop the car if you do not press on the brake? And that's from, Joy, uh, from Joe in Boynton. Yes, it will. That's what pre-collision is meant to do. I can testify to that, although I wasn't driving the CHR, but I have that, uh, you know, same collision system. There are very many many lucky people on the road yeah. today with and your the front wall there in my certainly garage. Are. <laughs> the front wall in my garage still exists because yeah. the reliability. Yeah. Now there's a speed uh, limitation on that, right, Rick? It doesn't do it if you're going 75 miles an hour. It's not going to bring you to a stop, is it? Uh, it will do its absolute best. Okay. It will. It will definitely get you slowed down. Um, obviously, if you're that close to the situation, yeah. it. It may not be successful get you getting you completely stopped, but it will do its best. It's, it's a great system, I'm telling you. It is, you know, one of the things that you know, this isn't a life-saving situation, but sometimes when you take your foot off the accelerator, the idle's not set exactly right, yeah. and you creeps forward. And if you're busying yourself with other stupid things like texting or focusing Tying on the radio your shoes. Or, or whatever you're doing, if you're not looking at the car in front of you, you can just kind of coast into it. And boy, that baby will stop you before yeah. you get to it. Yes, it and will. Before anybody picks on Earl for his driving, uh, this is a daily occurrence for me. As a matter of fact, that's how I park. Um, I pull up to a parking spot. There's bushes there. It, it, if you if you're not if you have a faint heart, don't do it because it flashes red and beeps loudly. It screams <laughs> "break" at you. But it's really it's really handy and very convenient. Yeah, very very much so. Uh, this is from Jennifer. This is uh, for Rick, and uh, she wants to know if all the employees. Uh, are in the in the auto body shop are ASE certified in the body uh, shop is I there an ASE certification for collision repair uh, there are ASE certifications for collision repair however I can't honestly tell you how many of our employees in the body shop would have ASE certifications because I'm in service department with that's a it's actually two separate yeah well, they have departments uh, they focus more on the uh, Toyota manufacturer certification and it's a requirement for a certified Toyota collision repair shop mm -hmm. that all the employees be certified yep. and trained yep. and so on and so forth so I think because of the specialty when you're repairing a Mercedes or you're repairing a Chevrolet you want to <clears throat> this is a good tip for the listeners if you wreck your car open never happens try to have the make manufacturer uh, if they have a collision repair shop, do the repairs because they're pretty, uh, they're pretty strict about being that their collision repair technicians are certified and trained. And if you're going to have a, if you have a Mercedes and you wreck it, go to a Mercedes yeah. dealer with a certified shop. Alan, give us a call. 
Alan, I'm sure you're listening. Help us out here. I do know this, that we get notifications on service technicians when their ASC is about to run out so we can remember them. So we see these. I've, I've never gotten the notification on, on body shop technicians. No. Okay. All right. We were talking about Morgan Freeman a little while ago, and we have a texture that says, Earl, you should call him and ask him to lunch. And I'm completely uh, down with that, and I'd like to go. I'd love If anyone has Morgan's number, I'll call him right here on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. And a Morgan, if you're listening, we'll even take a, a Morgan Freeman impersonator if you want to call the show right now. <laughs> uh, excuse me, everyone. We have David on the line. He's given us a call from Loxahatchee. Good morning, David. Hello, David. I'm beginning to wonder yeah, if I we think, have a technical problem. I think we do have a technical problem. Uh, uh, can someone uh, look into that, into the control room? Do they realize that we've lost? Uh, David four, four and also calls. Frank. So, uh, fellas, if you're listening, give us a call back, please, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Jonathan, you in communication uh, by text or otherwise, do you know what's going on in the control room? Uh, are, yeah, are they, if they're not responding, maybe maybe Rudy keeled over. I hope not. We used to be able to see Rudy. Uh, David's back on the line. Hi. Good morning, David. Good morning, guys. Hey. Um, David, did all, you have to call back a second time? No. That's what I was going to say first of all is no. The audio did come up while I was on hold, and I didn't have to call back. So it's working like I recall it working in the past, okay. for me at least. Anyway, so Earl, I have a couple things. Okay. One, Mr. Rick, I think. Back in the day, you know, when we were youngsters, mm -hmm. diesel fuel was just pennies compared to the cost of diesel fuel was pennies compared to, you know, gasoline. Sure. And once the major manufacturers all started putting out diesels and things like that, it's the school bus conversation is what got me started on this. Mm -hmm. uh, we saw what happened to diesel prices, yeah. and most of that is revenue. It's not, it's not cost, and it's not, you know, from the manufacturers, the, you know, the petroleum producers. Most of that came around because they needed their revenue, and yeah. that's such a point I wanted to bring up. Listen, Rick, now, when these automatic braking systems on these cars, and I understand that, that, that they work in going forward, my example would be that guy at the stoplight who stopped in the middle of the intersection and decides to back up <laughs> in front of you. And, of course, it's happened to everybody where they forget to take it out of reverse. Well, those automatic braking systems help us behind that guy avoid a, a, a rear-end collision from the guy in front of us. That's it, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. Unfortunately... No, they won't. Uh, and yeah, that actually happened to me one time. A lady pulled too far into the intersection. She backed up. She left it in reverse. The light changed again. She floored it right backwards into my pickup. Wow. And uh, that's the reason why I have a dash cam in my vehicle now. But uh, no, unfortunately, they don't operate for reverse because... The manufacturers kind of didn't want to insult everybody by saying, really, you need to have us do that. So 
Self-driving vehicles are the answer. David, you gave me a great idea. First of all, let me compliment you on being a very astute, intelligent caller. That is something that uh, none of us ever thought about. It's something that's needed. And then you stimulated a little synergy here. What do you think about this? How about the manufacturers installing a system that when the car comes backing toward you, your horn blows? Hmm. I mean, I can see why they wouldn't want you to suddenly back up because you'd have the car behind you have the same problem that you got. So they're not going to give you a back up to get out of the way of a car backing into you. But why not just blast that horn when suddenly a car approaches you at a collision speed? Well, the, the other advantage is that now that uh, backup cameras are very common on all new cars, uh, at least when you put your car in reverse, you've got a nice big TV screen showing you a picture, mm -hmm. and hopefully people will see that. Good point. So it's car older cars, and a lot of cars now also have uh, sensors, the radar sensors. Mm -hmm. So when you're backing up, the car will beep and alert you that you're going to hit something. Yeah. And stop. So, and, and they will. And stop. Some will. Yeah. The, the so the higher, higher cars will actually stop you from hitting an object, but... In my belief, self-driving cars. We need autonomous cars. Humans Amen. have never been fully capable of operating motor vehicles to the ultimate degree that they should. And since we gave up horses that worked great as autonomous vehicles, we need autonomous cars. We need autonomous politicians. Well, yeah, and, and but let's, let's not uh, jump off the subject. I think David had a great idea. And we all know we need autonomous cars. But I think we need to get the word out to the manufacturers. I think this is something that needs to be addressed. And Rick uh, was right about the backup camera. I forgot about that. So you could actually have the car back up a little bit when the car, when a car was coming toward the front. And if it did nothing less than... Uh, less than the amount of impact. In other words, if you got a car backing up at uh, 20 miles an hour and you can back up at 5, it cuts the impact down to 15 miles an hour, yeah. lessens the damage and possible injury. But I think, uh, David, you're onto something really cool here. And we'll pass it along to Toyota and uh, anybody else out there in the audience. I think we should get a conversation about this. I used Absolutely. to wonder about that. I used to wonder if... I was suddenly aware somebody's about to smash into me from behind. Should I should I slam on the brakes and try and hold my position, or let go and let the motion absorb some of the impact? I don't know what would be a worse effect on my body. <laughs> you know, either way, I think you should uh, let the uh, motion absorb the impact. Just let, take your foot off the brake and, yeah. and just yeah. If you, if, you if it's going to be a high speed impact, I would get off that brake and. That way, yeah. at, or least at least floor it. the momentum is reduced that <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. It's counterintuitive, but it is. A, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you are a very important part of the show. We certainly enjoy talking with you, and we certainly enjoy, well, you sharing all the information that you share with us every week. And uh, ladies, if you didn't hear me earlier, I'm going to tell you again, uh, $50 for the first two lady callers. And uh, ladies, we've been talking about service. David's still on the phone, isn't he? No, I said, I think David, he's David said goodbye. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, nowadays, uh, women are likely to, to uh, be the main consumers of auto repair services. Did you know that? They represent about 50%, 50% of the automotive service shops. They're taking care of it all as, as if they didn't have enough to do. Uh, ladies, again, 
$50 for the first two new ladies callers. How was your service? Share it with us. Stu, back to the text. All right, they keep coming in. Uh, this one is definitely for Rick. I sent Rick the text in the picture. It looks like a picture of a Toyota Corolla on concrete blocks with all the wheels and tires removed. Ooh. And uh, I sent the text to Rick. Can you read that? And then, I and did. Answer it? Okay. Uh, this is actually... Uh, wheel theft has been a problem for many, many years, but recently we've actually seen a rash of it with Camrys and Avalons. Uh, I'm actually not surprised now with Corollas. Rims and tires and the wheel speed sensors are very expensive, and they're very easily pulled off of a vehicle. You know, they just jack the car up, put something under to hold it, and run off with those wheels and tires. Uh, the caller was asking, or the, the texter was asking, what is the best way to get their vehicle repaired and unfortunately a tow truck is really the only way get it towed to the dealership get your insurance company involved because it's definitely going to be beyond the uh, cost of most deductibles for the cost of those wheels and tires being replaced and quite often the car will actually sit down low enough that the backing plates for the brakes become damaged as well Therefore, it's going to need to get to a shop to be properly inspected and repaired and get your car back to the condition it should be. And one way to avoid having anything stolen from your car is with a good dash cam. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, I, in fact, I saw a car the other day, Nancy and I were going somewhere, and they had a sign, uh, a sticker on the side of the car, uh, this car protected by video uh, surveillance, yeah. or something like this. So in this high-tech world, it's believable. The crooks believe it, and they're going to go to the car, steal the yeah. uh, wheels off the Corolla that doesn't have the dash cam. Yeah, the least uh, my car, I've got one of these OWL, O-W-L like, ooh, ooh, OWL dash cams. It's again. amazing. Absolutely amazing. Somebody walks by the front of my car, uh, you know, somebody uh, bumps into my car. Um, I, when I have my car serviced, I can look at the technician and see what he's doing. I can actually hear him. And uh, you can see what's going on outside yeah. and inside your car. But it's like a three or $400 investment, yeah. and they really work. Well, we yeah. actually have a question on Facebook uh, about that. It says, can, we talk, can you talk about dash cams and wh where to find a good one? We, we both, Earl and I and, and Nancy, endorse the Owl Cam because we have them in our cars, and it works great. But there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. Um, we went on Amazon and uh, you know, look for good reviews and uh, see if there's something that works in your budget. And yeah. our old favorite, Consumer Reports. Yep. Yeah. yeah, definitely a Consumer Report. You can't go wrong. And uh, these security systems, boy, they're a plus today. They definitely are a great asset to your security yep. and your family. Well, you can also do carpool karaoke in your car because you can film yourself singing if you want. <laughs> uh. Now, to throw this thought out, the Owl Cam, I, I love one main feature on it, and that is the fact that all the footage from it is automatically uploaded directly to the cloud. Yep. Just in case the person that breaks into your That's car <laughs> steals the camera. Yep. Because like now mine, I've, I've had the same camera in mine for quite a few years. It's a Cobra. But if they steal that camera, I don't have that footage anymore. Oh, you have like an SD and card? I do. Yeah. And I'm thinking about switching to the Owl Cam now. Yeah. Simply because of its yeah, it works like internet capability, it has a uh, like a cellular connection, and it constantly up uploads everything it records uh, into the cloud, and you can access it by your phone. Absolutely. Okay, we got some more text over there. We don't do, we? and actually, this I don't know if Rudy wants to play any kind of sound effects because this is a historical text. It is the first text from a car dealer that we've ever received. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
bum, bum, but it's, bum, but it's bum. gonna shock you. <laughs> That's was good. that Rudy? Rudy? That sounded really amateur. Sorry. Okay. We'll take um, that. This is gonna surprise you though. Okay. Good morning. Thanks for all you do. I had a customer asking me to provide a one-year warranty on a 2008 sedan with 130,000 miles. I offered 30 days of warranty on powertrain, but she said the Honda dealership gives one year on used cars, and that shocked and surprised me. I didn't want to doubt her, but wanted to check with you if this is possible from your experience. By the way, I will be one year in the business on the 15th, but I flipped cars for about 10 years. Please advise if this is a question that can be answered here. I solely base my business on trust and integrity, so I don't want any of my customers to feel I have something I am hiding. Thank you, Stort family. We love you. You inspire me so much. God bless you. Well, first of all, that's a car salesman, not a car dealer, but he works for a car dealer, right? Uh, I, I, I think you could interpret it either way. Yeah, I, I think it's a car salesman. Uh, um, well, he says I base my business on trust, so I thought that was a more yeah. of a broader. Yeah. Uh, well, you can text us back. Let us know what your yeah. position is in the dealership. Uh, powertrain warranties uh, are worth not worth the paper they're printed on, and car dealers are actually advertising free warranties lifetime on powertrain warranties. A powertrain warranty only covers the lubricated portions of the vehicle, and the warranty only is in effect if you do the rigorous maintenance, at the very least recommended by the manufacturer, at the very worst recommended by the seller of the powertrain warranty. And a powertrain warranty can uh, require you to change the oil every 500 miles if they want to. It's in the fine print, you don't see it, you don't know about it. So powertrain warranties never have any claims, and I'm sorry Stu? I'm just saying I texted him, he owns yeah. the dealership. He owns the dealership. Yep. Well, uh, thank you very much uh, for um, being the first car dealer. Uh, if you'd like to tell us your name and your dealership, uh, we'd be happy to give you some free public publicity. The fact that you listen to the show and compliment us on our integrity and recommendations uh, would give your dealership a lot of credibility, and we'd love to hear uh, your dealership and give you some free, free PR. But the answer on warranties is powertrain warranties are worthless. The Honda dealer that gave 30 days was giving nothing. Uh, you give one week, uh, that's nothing. It sounds good. It sounds good. Yeah. Uh, if you want to give a good warranty, you can. Uh, you can give a 30-day uh, unconditional money-back uh, guarantee, uh, whatever you want to do, but it's going to cost you some money. If you have a manufacturer's warranty type of thing, uh, they call bumper-to-bumper, -bumper, pretty close, but doesn't include literally everything. Uh, you can give that too, but it might have some claims. The only reason car dealers offer powertrain warranties is because they cost them nothing, and they cost you nothing, and that's exactly what it's worth, nothing. There you go. All right, next text. Let's see here. Oops. How do I avoid, and there's no name on this one, how do I avoid um, the hiding, the hidden and extra fees when buying a car or motorcycle? Well, you don't have to play the dealer's game with, uh, it's kind of like an Easter egg. I'm trying to find my hidden fee, try to hide, find my hidden charge. Um, you're playing their game and you're going to lose it. The car dealers today have multiple hidden fees. They used to only have one. In Florida, it's a terrible situation. Some states, they have a little bit of regulation. 
But in Florida, you can call a hidden fee anything you want. You can call it chopped liver. You can call it uh, Earl Stewart. You can call your hidden hidden fee anything you want. Uh, you also have no limit on what is charged. A car dealer can charge ten thousand, a million dollars on a hidden fee if he can get away with it. Typically in South Florida, they average in total over one thousand dollars. So instead of playing the car dealer's game about find my hidden fee, you just go to the dealer and say, I want an out-the-door price with government fees only, meaning tax and tag. And you say, you give me your lowest price, including everything except tax and tag, and I'm going to shop and compare your price with your competition. So if he's going to put a hidden fee in there, let him do it, because you know all you know is the bottom line fee you got and if he doesn't have the lowest price, you never come back. Sometimes they'll refuse to give you the price, but uh, you just tell them, well, you'll never see me again. Uh, Nancy Stewart, my co-host here, has an uh, affidavit that you can download on the web. It's uh, www.outthedoorprice. Is it Out the Door Price or Out the Door Affidavit? It's outthedooraffidavit.com, and you can also download it at earloncars.com. Yeah, that's easier to remember, earloncars.com, and on the right-hand side of the homepage, there are a number of things that we have, including the Out the Door Price Affidavit.com. If you can get, there it is, uh, Nancy's holding it up for the camera. If you can get them to sign that affidavit, they are swearing Can everyone legally, see it? They're swearing that they have given you an out-the-door price plus tax and tag only. So that's my long answer to how do you find the hidden fees when you buy a car. Uh, speaking of fees, uh, I have a text. I don't think our audience saw that affidavit, but I'll put that up later. Speaking of uh, fees, uh, this is a text from Marta. Uh, she recently was charged $899 for nitrogen fee hmm. and uh, the uh, argument ensued uh, because she thought it was ridiculous the salesperson told her uh, that the logic behind this nitrogen is that uh, they NASCAR uses it uh, Nassau uses it and uh, she thought it was just totally ridiculous and uh, she wants to know your uh, well opinion NASCAR and NASA by the way also used it in the space shuttle. And That's what she was told by the salesperson to justify the $899 that she was charged. And airlines also use it in their tires. The reason uh, NASA and NASCAR use it is because of the extremely high speed that cars go around the track. You know, 230 miles an hour, the, the tires hit up, heat up tremendously. And when you're trying to win a race like the Indy 500, uh, you're talking uh, microseconds or nanoseconds or whatever. Uh, you know, one second in lap time can mean a million dollars to the racer. So they want to be sure they have the exact pressure as they can in their tires. And nitrogen is able to be uh, maintain a, a pressure at a stable level than oxygen. But unless you're driving 230 miles an hour, you don't need it. Also, airline pilots and their airlines, when you're up 30,000 feet, huge difference in pressure. Once again, nitrogen in extreme pressure conditions can be preferable. But for your car that you drive on the roads today, and I don't think you drive more than about 120 or 130, you don't need nit uh, nitrogen tires. Consumer Reports has proven that in a year-long study and said that nitrogen in cars, tires, is worthless. 
So, Marta, uh, I certainly hope that uh, when you go back to the uh, car salesperson uh, that you uh, win your argument and uh, you can uh, tell him that, that nitrogen tires, uh, it's a waste of money. Good luck. Stay in touch. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Gosh, our phone lines are very quiet this morning. They are, but we got lots of texts. Yeah. That'll make up for it. Yeah. And uh, Rick's over there with his yep. YouTube. Oh, we got a few over here. Yeah, we can jump over to Rick. Uh, well, I've got Gregory is asking, uh, do we use the owner schedule for maintenance on the cars? And Gregory, we use at our dealership the factory recommended maintenance schedule that comes in every new car, uh, every brand, every manufacturer makes them, and it tells what Toyota or what Honda or what Ford recommends for your specific vehicle, and that's the maintenance you should follow. If the dealership says you need this, this, and this extra because, oh, we're so far south, we have such heat, we have this, we have that, I would ask them to prove it, and I would say no, do the factory recommended maintenances, and as long as you save all your records on that, if you have any problems, the factory's going to stand behind it because the dealership doesn't warranty your car, the factory does. Yeah, and uh, if you read nothing else in your owner's manual, and I fault the manufacturers the way they create these owner's manuals, uh, they're, they're too thick. It's like uh, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. Our younger listeners will have no idea what I'm talking about, but there used to be these great big books, and they call them encyclopedias. Anyway, uh, I had a the thick whole, book. I had the Britannica. Yeah. People, That's it. People Encyclopedia don't read Britannica. And what they should do is they should have a prominent, simple pamphlet that is easy to find that says factory recommended or Honda factory recommended maintenance. So you would read it. But uh, in my car, I've got a, is an Encyclopedia Britannica, and I just don't pick it up. And I think a lot of people don't read their owner's manuals. I would say 95% of car owners have never looked at their owner's manual. If you look at nothing else, look at the factory recommended maintenance, and that's all you should have done. All right, sounds good. Hey, uh, we got a, I got a, a clarification on an earlier text. I, I, I misread uh, the question about the Prius Prime and the Prius LE. Um, they actually had sent a picture of a uh, printout from a buyer's order with some pricing, and, and I'll just kind of describe it real quick. It was for, the question was about a 2019 Prius LE, and there was a there was a buyer's order. It looks like it was printed out of the dealer's computer system, and it had a sale price of $25,064. <clears throat> Question was, was this a good deal for a Prius LE? And um, the one thing that jumps out at me is there is a $789 dealer fee that's added to that. Um, I would say that the price of $25,064 is a pretty good price. Um, but the dealer fee kind of puts it a little bit above average for that vehicle. So I wouldn't say it was a terrible deal looking at the bottom line, but I think you could probably get a little bit of a better deal if you address that uh, that, that dealer fee. And there might be another dealer fee he hasn't seen yet. 
Yeah, well, I'm looking at this is kind of like from the guts of the system, and mm -hmm. so I think that's about it because it shows even itemizes the sales tax on the dealer fee. So is this it a vehicle is, buyer's order? It's not a buyer's order. It's a printout from it looks like a Reynolds and Reynolds, which is a dealer computer system mm -hmm. screen. I recognize that we used to use that pr program about ten years ago, mm -hmm. um, and it looks like a fairly extensive uh, breakdown of the of the price. So if you can d get them to do a little bit better on that dealer fee, have them take it out, you got yourself a really good deal. Okay. Great. I've got a really interesting one here from Stephen. Now, this is something that I have not tried, and I'm thinking I might look into this. Uh, modern headlights all seem to fog over time, especially here in South Florida. Mm -hmm. The UV light from the sun, you see the plastic on the headlights, they turn that foggy appearance. And he's asking if they're applying a protective film over the headlight will help to reduce this or prevent it. And truth be told, I I just recently purchased a, a brand new RAV4 for my wife, and I'm thinking I'm going to look into finding some of these protective films and put one on, put them on the RAV, and see how it works on this brand new, very expensive car we just bought. You know, a big investment on my part. So yeah, I'm I'm thinking it's a good idea. I'm I'm going to try it. Well, shouldn't you? Uh Check the legality of whatever thing you cover your headlights with. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. as long as it's a clear yeah. covering, a clear film, it should be legal. But I will verify that first to make no, sure no that I don't do film. anything illegal. Uh, but, yeah, I'll, I'll get back with you on that one, Stephen, because this sounds like something I want to get into and find out for myself. Well, sunglasses filter out UV light. So there is something that you can use to filter out. I'm wondering why the manufacturers don't manufacture their lenses for their headlamps that will uh, screen out the uh, UV. Ex exactly. The windows do. Uh, all the windows have UV protection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, as a photographer, I get filters for the front of my lenses mm -hmm. that filter UV light, and they're perfectly clear. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, next one I have here is Kevin is asking. He says he went into the dealership uh, a, a dealer he got a price on a car thought he had a pretty decent deal and a couple days later the dealer called him and said they had over evaluated his trade hmm. and they wanted more money <laughs> is this a comma after the fact block their number <laughs> yeah i uh so did he actually did he buy the car and then go home or did he just have the quoted price? He says, I recently bought a car. Wow. We made the deal and nah. signed it. Uh -huh. Days later, the dealer calls me to say they over-evaluated my trade and want extra money. Okay, here's what you do. Uh, Stephen? Uh, this is uh, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin, you call the dealer back and you say, ha, ha, ha. Too bad. And then you hang up. Yeah, do what I'm doing over here. Just start giggling uncontrolled. Listen, if there was an honest mistake, let's say there was a payoff mistake, and you actually, and they underestimate, that's a fair question to ask. But the, but the appraisal is a purely subjective thing. They, could, uh, they, they monkey around with that number anyway, so. Well, uh, the fact of the matter is, we've made mistakes. Yeah. Uh, we have really done some yeah. stupid things, both in our advertising and our, and our appraisals. Car dealers do make mistakes, yeah. but uh, Rick and Stu are right. Uh, you you got them. Yeah. Uh, you have a legal contract, and they cannot make you pay more money. Uh, if they do, I would. If I dig my heels in, really get nasty. If they got aggressive about yeah. it, 
But if they were nice about it and said, please have mercy, uh, we have a new salesman and he misrepresented yeah, like, your trade. The in. question is, like, how big was that mistake? How like, big was the mistake? It, was it a $500 car and they gave you $50,000? It, no. it might be hard to sleep at night with that, but it's, the chances are it's not true. That you have them legally, and yeah. it's just an ethical, moral question. How do you feel? How bad do you feel if you yeah. take advantage of the dealer because he made a mistake? And But he legally, you're home free and clear. Right? Uh, <laughs> after being part of this show for a long time, I would feel absolutely no moral obligation whatsoever towards any car dealership out there. Well, I hope I hope ours. I think I hope you'd work. Well, with us. the minor difference when I work for the dealership, yeah, you know, you know, I, I get I I do get employee rate on my purchases, but I no. If it were any other dealership, I having seen what they're doing, no, I'd feel no moral obligation there whatsoever. Yeah. And yes, I know that's a very gray area. Yeah, and that's fair. I, that's, I, I, the, the trading thing is different. If they say they messed up on your trade, I, I don't know if that's true. How do you say seller beware in Latin? I know caveat. Caveat emptor. No, no that's, that's buyer. buyer. Oh, you're right. Yes, yes. Ca caveat vendor. I will look up that Latin translation. I, I got it. Caveat yeah. vendor. <laughs> what a world we live in. Yeah. Uh, absolutely nuts, you know. I'm going to share my my story about my uh, checking account, and it was with Mellon Bank at one time, and uh, I deposited two thousand dollars in my checking account, and uh, I got uh, in you know my bank statement, and it said that there was twenty thousand dollars in my checking account. Was that when you flew to Tierra So Del I want to know how many <laughs> people <laughs> would call the bank and tell them, excuse me? That's when you meant to move to, yeah, to say, Argentina. That's when you flew to Tierra Del Fuego. Uh, Tierra Del Fuego, that was another time. Uh, so at any rate, I wonder how many how many customers would call Mellon Bank and tell them that they had made an error, uh, that it isn't $20,000 in your checking account, it's only two. So anyway, that's a personal story. Uh, somebody asked a question about that, sent in a text, says, what if they do something with the financing on that new card that he purchased? And, and honestly, um, that's a, a, that might even be a likely thing that they might threaten to hold up the registration of the vehicle mm -hmm. or submit it to the bank, but they can't do that because you, legally you're in the right. Uh, so they might say they're not going to register the vehicle or delay things for you. Uh, hold your ground. Um, unless you listen. Honestly, if it was like a huge crazy that's obvious, yeah. they gave you a, th a million you dollars for your trade. We're talking about somebody yeah. that bought a car, salesman um, or the managers. Someone at the dealership made a mistake on the trade-in valuation to his favor, the buyer's favor. Called him two days later and said, you owe us another fill-in-the-blank $1,000 or something like that. Uh, the, the question is... Uh, uh, do we do you be a nice guy and it was an honest mistake uh, if they threatened me well, the point I was going to make if they threatened me is the implication could be uh, uh, the, the, that's what would happen I would take okay. it in my heels and say no yeah. mm -hmm. uh, if they were nice about it then it's up to Have you a conversation yeah. sounds, see if it's and Kevin, Kevin just updated he says uh, they wanted fifteen hundred dollars he says I'm just digging my heels in yeah. his words even yeah. He says, thanks from your feedback, I'm going to continue to stand my ground. There you I go. agree. Way Especially to go, with 15, Kevin. $1,500. Is that what he said? $1,500. your heels in. That's, they, 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 they can sustain that. If it's a loss, I don't even believe it's a loss. They probably want to have a higher the, profit. Their pockets are way deeper than Kevin's. I guarantee yeah. that. Kevin, stand your ground. Hang in there, buddy. Okay. Hey, uh, from Rudy, everything is up and running now. So, oh, good. Yay. We're right. going to go to John. <clears throat> Good morning, John, and Frank is on hold. 
Hey, John, you, do we have you out there? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, good. We've been having some phone problems. Yeah. So happy to hear your voice. What's on your mind today, John? Uh, this is concerning the headlight covers you were talking about. Oh, yeah. I have a 20, 2018 Honda Civic, and uh, my son and I took it on as a project to keep him interested. He's 15. We went ahead and ordered the Chameleon uh, film wrap, and we did the headlights and the taillights with the film wrap. And the headlight, they change colors, you know, with the sun. Yeah. You know, that flip-flop plate color. And I live here in West Palm Beach, and the police do not have, they, they, they don't even bother us. There's, there, it's, it's not a legal problem. I mean, we've never been stopped or anything like that. Oh, okay. Well, and, good. Uh, good input. And like I said, it's just a film. And when we go to turn the car in, because it's a lease, we'll go ahead and just peel the uh, film off. And we won't have to take care of the uh, headlight Fantastic. Great input. Well, thanks, John. I uh, appreciate the call sure. very much. Sorry, I, I'm glad you got through. Okay, the reason we asked before is we've been having problems with the phone, so Rudy's got it fixed right. in the control room. Yeah. Uh, and please call again, John. That's great input. Yes, John, oh, I please. Call, I, I call almost every week. This, uh, I'm the Pontiac guy, the GDO guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, as a matter of fact, I do plan on stopping by. My daughter goes to school right across the street from you. Oh. Uh, I have some GTO patches for you. Oh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. right. Fondest memories. I had a carousel orange uh, GTO, four on the floor, and I had uh, three two-barrel carburetors. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, good. Thanks, John. Have you a great... Know, actually, actually, a lot of people, we always had the discussion that actually the tri-power was better on gas than it was the, uh, the, the four, uh, four, four, four barrel. Four barrel. Four barrel. Uh, because the primary are smaller on the tri-power uh -huh. than they were on the four-barrel. <laughs> yeah. And people don't get that through there. They have to find it hard to believe sometimes. Well, back, back in those days, gas was 60 cents a gallon, and I had a heavy foot, and I didn't care about my gas mileage. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. All right, let's do it. Thanks, John. But That's the headlight cover lens are fine. By the way, to do the whole car, it only cost us $60 because we bought it off a wish. <laughs> Thank you, John. It, it was a cheap uh, remedy. All right, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye, John. Thank you. I think we have a star in the studio. I, I got a glimpse of somebody. With that, that was me. I had my sunglasses on for a second. It is very bright in it's here. Frank, it's 877-960-9960. And, Frank, a special thank you for giving us a call back. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I, I found out that... Uh, Last time I called four times already. Yeah. The last time Sorry. they told me uh, I wouldn't hear the audio. Oh boy. Our apologies. So you still getting the bugs out. Thanks for your patience. Yeah, I know you're in a new place and all that stuff always happens. Thank you, Frank. But the problem is I. I waited so long, I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it happens to me all the time. I, that's the reason I, you know, everybody gets mad at me because I interrupt them. I say, look, if I don't interrupt you, I'm going to forget what I got to say. So, uh, you know. Anyway, I got, I got to ask Rick this question. I, I'm the guy that bought the RAV4 uh, three months ago. Oh, yeah. yeah I know you, Frank. Yeah. You know, the Costco and, store, uh, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, well, uh, well, that's a good subject anyway. Yeah. 
Oh, I think that's a good reason to call because a lot of people didn't hear about that. Uh, we warn people all the we tell people Costco auto buying program is a great place to buy a car. So Frank uh, knew that and he listened to us. So he wants to buy a car from us and he comes in to buy the car. And our salesperson, former, <laughs> former salesperson, did not give him the Costco price, told him he was giving him the Costco mm -hmm. price. And here we are on the air pontificating and lecturing people and accusing other dealers of uh, fraudulent and deceptive uh, things. And we did the same thing to Frank. And we didn't know about it. I mean, to John. Frank. Yeah, yeah Frank. Yeah. And we didn't know about it until Frank, Frank called Frank. back in yeah. and told us about it. And anyway... Uh, life is uh, and, interesting. And we, and we put a new process into place. Yeah. So used to, we went on the honor system with uh, Costco. Now we, we go through the whole Costco website and make sure, that way Costco can follow up and make sure that it's even, exactly. even if we screw up, Costco will, will catch us. Exactly. Well, Frank, you're a great caller well, and you're a great customer. Today's, today's question is for Rick. Okay. I have the same car that he has. And my tailgate it happened again last Wednesday. I can't open it. If I push the button on the dash, I push the remote key, I try to open it manually from the back, I put my foot under the bumper, it just won't open. And then I, because I open it every day a couple of times, and uh, this has happened maybe five or six times since I got the car. Hmm. But the last Wednesday was the worst. It wouldn't open, and I had to put everything in the back seat. There's a setting on that, right? Could it revert? <clears throat> I'm I'm almost wondering if there's something might be going on because the uh, there's actually a control setting on the dash controls on the uh, combination meter where you can turn that on and off, and you need to activate it on that center console. But since yours has been operating, yeah. for it to suddenly stop like that, it's weird. Bring it uh, that sounds like something we'd want to get a scan tool hooked up to and see what those computers are seeing. There's there's something going on there. I I would bring that in for either Dar Shop or any any Toyota dealership and tell them what's going on. Just say intermittently that back hatch is not operating and ask them to put a scan tool on that and find out what's going on there. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to go back to the factory settings. I, I was in there on August 1st for my 5,000-mile first checkup. Mm -hmm. And I asked the uh, service writer when I first pulled in, do I get a prize? He looked at me kind of like I'm crazy. <laughs> he said, what do you want a prize for? I said, well, it's a 5,000-mile checkup. And I kept insisting. <laughs> and he, You're supposed and to get a cupcake. I said, look at my odometer. It's exactly 5,000. Oh, on the, on, so how oh, many wow. People can do, I don't think that's ever happened. How many people can do that? That's, that's yeah. tough. As so I, you just gave us a great idea. I love promotions, and we're going to do a promotion. You get a cupcake. That, if you, yeah, the, how, about, how about this, Frank? Uh, the one that comes in closest to 5,000 miles. So if you come in, you know, the winner could be five thousand and one. Yeah. And then we'll every every day we'll have a prize the the for the person that comes yeah. in closest to the recommended mileage. You know, it's funny. It's such mm -hmm. an unusual occurrence that if we do have a trade in or we sell a vehicle and it's an even number, thirty thousand miles, nobody believes it. It gets the deal gets sent back out to the yeah. manager. So this is wrong. Somebody made up the mileage. But in some cases, extremely extremely rarely, you'll have. 
30,000 even, 5,000 even, yep. or something Can't like that. Can't be too good of a price because wow. then people would be driving around the block before they came <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, do a few more bits. <laughs> but what, a, what an amazing idea. It is, definitely. Remember, we were at Costco, you and I, and we were talking about these special days, and we could have special, like, cupcakes, brownies, yeah, yeah. and this would be one of the occasions. <laughs> I, I, uh, a week before, I, I realized... I'm getting very close, and you know, I, every day I travel, uh, I, I play golf out of the cemetery where my wife is. So I'm looking at all these miles, and I said, you know, when I get, I'm going to be pretty close. <laughs> and I will admit, I drove around the park. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, well, that's sorry. that's enshrined in history on your Carfax report and yeah. your service history. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you're one of our greatest scholars, Frank, because yeah. you tell it like it is, you call the show, and you hit me right between the eyes that day. Boy, I tell well, you. It helped us more than any call. Yeah, oh, yeah, man, I'll tell you. And, and see, it's good because the fact that we confessed and threw ourselves on the mercy of the court live on the air, that added to our credibility and our transparency. And uh, it made you feel better because we confessed, and... Uh, it proves we're not a holier-than-thou beating up all the other car dealers. Sometimes we can do dumb things, too. Yeah. So, we're yeah. humans. Yeah, we're humans. We yeah. make mistakes, but we correct them. That's yeah. that's what proper yeah, humans well, should do. We corrected this one already. That's, yeah. that's, that's it. And I told the salesman, I said, I'm going to call tomorrow. Because it was a Friday night. I said, I'm going to call Earl in the morning. <laughs> and he make fainted. Sure. Okay, don't worry. <laughs> well, anyhow, one more question. Sir. Yeah. The, the uh, dash cam that you had, you mentioned it's a very good one. Yeah. And I didn't catch the name. Who? Who? Owl. Owl. Owl, like owl. Uh, the bird. Owl? owl? Okay. Owl. O-W-L, yeah. Really cool. They, they uh, inside you, outside you, you park your car, uh, <laughs> if you valet park your car, you watch the valet, you see where you park it, and then and you can be having dinner in the restaurant, lunch in the restaurant, and you can go to your your smartphone and look and see an inside view of your car or an outside view of your car, and they're relatively inexpensive. Yeah, it's $349 on Amazon. Uh, and it does have a fee, a yearly fee, to keep it updated to the cloud. However, I even looked at the installation video on it, and I got to say, for the installation, Earl, I bet you could install one within about five minutes flat. Hmm. Uh, a person with almost a no mechanical <laughs> you, abilities you whatsoever could well. install it in minutes. <laughs> well, thank you. They are very simple installation, very straightforward. Get an owl, Frank. You'll love it. I want to get one for my daughter first. Oh, man, yeah. She'll love it, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Her, her, she took her son to the doctor and came out, and she's got a $3,000 smash. Ah. Uh, somebody hit her. Hey, when that happens. Somebody ran and she needs a new fender and headlights and all. And, you know, no notes. No, nobody knows what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Frank, thanks. Call, call us again. You're the greatest. We love you. <coughs> We love you, Frank. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Before we get to your text, I have a fantastic text from Melina. What a story she shared with me. She had been in and out of many dealerships to purchase a vehicle. Because of all the high pressure and because if she heard just 
one more time, what would it take for you to buy today? She said she was going to, her words, throw up. What she decided to do was go online. You, that was the best way to go. Not only do you remain anonymous, but you get the best price. Yeah. And my hat is off to you. Congratulations. Send me another text. Let me know what you bought. Okay. This next message is for people who live in East Peoria, Illinois. Oh. Um, the dealer who texted us earlier about the extended warranties, um, the name is Ola, O-L-A, and the dealership is G Inspired Auto Mall hmm. in East Peoria, Peoria, Illinois. And their website is www.ginspiredautomall.com. That's all one word. G I N S P I R E D A U T O M A L L G Inspired Automall.com. So it sounds like we've got a, an honest dealer up there, so check them out and uh, give them your business. Fantastic. So that was a fellow that talked about the uh, powertrain warranty. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you very much for calling and, and being a listener. And uh, uh, you folks out there in Illinois, listen to uh, get that web address and yeah. give them a shot at your business. Yeah, to, or just Google G Inspired Automotive in Peoria, Illinois. That's a cool, uh, easy name to remember. G Inspired. Yeah. You know, G Inspired. I don't know what it means, but uh, catchy. you remember it. Yeah. yeah. Catchy. Yeah. All right, next question. What happens to the residual value of a leased car if the lessee, that's the person who's driving it, is a heavy smoker? Is there a penalty like that's covered in the lease contract? Who takes the hit for diminished value? The lessee, the dealer, or the lessor, and much of a and how much of a penalty or dis diminished value would that be approximately? And that's from Joe in Palm City. Um, I'm gonna say that's if, if, you, if the car is really stinked up, um, it's probably going to fall under the wear and tear thing. They're going to get the car back. They're going to assess the cost to deodorize it, which is actually uh, truly an impossibility. There's no way to really get heavy smoker out, yeah. but they can get some of it out. Um, I don't know how much it would be. It's going to depend on the leasing company, um, but it could be a lot uh, of money. I'm going to disagree with you on that. I don't think that would happen, although maybe it should happen. But uh, as long as – have you ever heard of a charge on – a smoke car, a smoker's car. I haven't, but I'm picturing something severe. Yeah. You're right. I could be wrong. Yeah. I'm just thinking that yeah. maybe technically it could fall under that. Yeah, what I would do is if I was a heavy smoker, I would die. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, if I was a heavy smoker and I turned my car in. Just start vaping. Yeah. If I turned my car in, I would uh, have it done uh, and I would uh, have it, you know, temporarily. So breeze the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah. And then be sure when they did the inspection, and I signed off on the inspection, that there was no note of that. But I don't think yeah. you're going to get You know what I'm going to do? Just, just for clarification, I'm gonna, I'll reach out to our leasing company and see what, what, they, what they would do. Yep. What about scrubbing the interior with baking soda and uh, vinegar? I think it would be a big, nasty mess. Be labor-intensive. <laughs> labor-intensive. Uh, look, can I, can I completely uh, change the subject just for a second? Because, like I said, the, uh, the earlier caller, if I don't do this... I forget hey, about man, it. Hey, man, it's your show. Yeah, I, that's true. I forgot. <laughs> it is my show. Uh, I made a mistake on the air, and I was talking to my younger son, Josh. He's my favorite son, Josh. And, uh, I hear. And we were in the car. <laughs> Stu was weeping silently <laughs> in the studio. And we were talking about I had. I, I always think Stu advised, just left. I always advise people to buy rather than lease. And I said, in terms of depreciation, and I'm, I'm going to the reasons why you should buy rather than lease. And Josh said, Dad, I don't think that's right because uh, the manufacturers are, are 
giving higher residuals. Yeah, I taught Josh that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, and okay, and uh, <laughs> and so uh, you d you do need to consider leasing all the time, and sometimes manufacturers will jack the residual way up. Residual, the higher it is, that's the amount of money that the car is supposed to come back at, and they calculate your payment based on a lower or high residual. And uh, sometimes they'll have a residual that'll be 10% higher than what the real residual would be. So you need to consider leasing as an alternative. Um, all things being equal, if it's a normal residual, then uh, I prefer purchasing. But I wanted to correct myself on the air because yeah. I gave out some misinformation. Yeah, it's just, it's an incentive and, you know, yeah. regular leasing is a uh, suspect, but if the, if the manufacturer's spending some money, take advantage of it. Exactly. Uh, next question is from Mark in Vermont. Man, we got, we, got, we got texts coming in from all over the country. Are you familiar with a credit union buying plan which is similar to a lease, except the customer is listed as the owner, and at the end of the time frame, you can rebuy the vehicle for another set amount of time and mileage? Wondering about the downside to this type of plan. And I'll confess, I confess I'm not familiar with that plan. Not familiar with it. It sounds like a, an ingenious idea. It sounds like something that a credit union could do because they're not a bank. And there are other advantages credit unions have, one of which is not the huge uh, intensive regulation that banks have to go through. Their overhead and their expenses are much less than a bank. And they don't have the regulation. In this case, it sounds to me just like a, a lease by a different name and you probably are getting some advantages, and that's why the credit union does it. I'd like to get some more details on that. We'll Google that and report back to the listening audience. There you go. Also, we got a text from Anne-Marie. I don't, I don't know if we heard from her last week. Uh, Anne-Marie says, good morning. I don't have any questions, just an observation today. I recently went on an excursion to the Yukon. Much to my surprise, the road was better up there than we have around here. <laughs> You're kidding me. Uh, is that right? I guess. Oh, wow. Wow. That's quite a statement. Yeah. Uh, by the I way, folks, <laughs> as just a public service <laughs> announcement here, um, despite what Nancy said, remember that mixing baking soda and vinegar uh, causes that. an incredible amount of foam Boy, and massive amounts of carbon dioxide. Mm. Uh, so be very careful if you're playing around with baking soda and vinegar. And Remember those old fifth grade uh, <laughs> All those uh, science experiments science where they made the volcano explode? That's done with baking soda and vinegar. So yeah. be very ser- cautious there, folks. On a serious note, my house has always has baking soda and vinegar, and I use it faithfully, and it's a natural cleaner, and it does foam. Oh, yes. You know, nowadays they make the volcanoes with a two-liter bottle of Coke and a Mentos. Absolutely. Oh, we're giving away all our secrets. This is not a home remedy show, folks. Let's let's move along. Welcome to Earl Stewart, DYI. Okay, Earl, I'm sorry, this is from uh, Johnny in Riviera Beach. Is Earl, if you're stopped at a red light and the bozo in front of you has put his or her car in reverse, mm. the reverse lights should be on. And if you see the lights on before the red light change to green, I would just start blowing my horn to get that person's attention. Mm-hmm. Speaking of dealer's fees, it seems like everyone is charging fees. Banks, hotels, motels. TV cable companies, airline industries, you name it, and there are fees everywhere. I guess we just have to get used to it. Yeah, you know, the fees are okay 
if uh, they're included in the price. Uh, uh, otherwise, the only reason you have a fee is to hide the price. Yeah. And if an airline, you know, for example, now everybody knows that airlines are charging extra for baggage. Yeah. And so it's not so bad because everybody knows it. Uh, when it first started out, you would get buy a ticket, yeah. and then you have this surprise. Uh, well, you don't have to pay. You can just leave your bags here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, fees are okay as long as they're included in the price. But once you make that rule then you take away the advantage of the hidden fee. Speaking of the airline industry, I, I, they're actually doing a better job than car dealers in the car business. Usually when I buy a, a plane ticket, I go to one of these uh, booking sites like kayak.com or Orbitz, and they'll list all the prices. They do include all the fees. And so when you sort them by lowest to highest, I know that I'm picking a, a cheaper flight, I'm not going to get surprised with the fee. That's our whole issue. You yeah. know, dealers don't do that. Dealers list their sale price of the car, and the fee varies so much that you don't know what the price is really going to be when you get there. That's, and, that's and our, there, that's and there's no reason for a fee uh, with dealers. Uh, when you have uh, an airline, I can see the reason. Uh, if, you have, if you didn't charge anything for baggage, and some guy came with 6,000 pounds of baggage, that would throw you off a little bit if you're flying airplanes because fuel consumption and space in the cargo hold. There's a lot of reasons you don't sure. want people to take advantage of the free baggage thing. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no reason for a car dealer to charge an electronic filing fee, a notary fee, a dock fee, uh, a nitrogen in the tires fee. Yeah. All that is pure BS and it is just simply to increase the price over what you thought the price was. Absolutely. There and is ladies, one reason. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to uh, Consumer hey. Report and you can uh, look up protect yourself against hidden fees excuse me rick i have to get to this uh these two callers that just came up and they've been waiting dennis is calling us from lake worth good morning dennis good morning what can we yeah, do well, for you i have a product that i've used for my headlights for quite a few years it's made by mcguire's and it's called headlight protectant and it uh, provides uv protection and you just put it on a few times a year and it's kind of like uh Suntan lotion for your headlights, and it's worked great for me. Wow. Where do you buy it? Um, I, I bought it at, uh, I think I bought it at Amazon, but a lot of stores carry the Meguiar's product. They make all kinds of waxes, and they make a kit for cleaning headlights. Uh, it's got a, a little lamb's wool bonnet, and you can put it on your drill, and it's got some polishing cream. And so Meguiar's is a, is, a, is a real big maker of waxes and sealants and all kinds of products for your car. Some Walmart sells some of their products, auto bodies, or regular auto stores like AutoZone sells them. So they're, they're pretty much all over the place. Well, thank you. What, what's it cost? Um, this bottle of stuff cost me, I think, $7. Oh, oh man. wow. Very reasonable. Yeah. Cool. And it's, like I say, worked great. I had a car I recently got rid of that I had for 18 years, and the headlights were still clear. And I've got another one that's seven years old, and the headlights are perfectly clear. And, Man. and I got a new one I bought from you guys a while back that I've already put it on there. So it, uh, it's, it's all I can say is it worked great for me. Well, the car dealers listening to the show have heard you, and they'll be adding that to the pre-installed dealer options for only $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> and, Dennis, I'll be picking that product up myself. Yeah, we can put that on the addendum, yeah, right? M-E-G-U-I-A-R-S, and it's, like I say... Oh, yeah, I like found it. I found it right here um, on Amazon, and uh, it looks like there's a bigger kit where you get all the stuff, like you said, the, the Lampel Bonnet and, and a bunch of other stuff for 22 bucks, but you can get just the... Uh, just a bottle of it for like eight bucks. Wow. Yeah. 
Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna try that. I won't. We'll, we'll try that yeah, well, at our I dealership. I was tested it. So I use it for years now. It's, <laughs> it's got great reviews too. And I have a comment about one other thing. I've I've seen the the thing about the electric cars, and I've seen some articles from states like out west where, you know, the problem I think is with them. If you're not paying a gas tax and you're using the car yeah. on the roads, you cause wear and tear on the roads, and somehow. States have talked about either charging by the mile if you're driving a car because somehow, I guess it's not fair for somebody who has an electric car not to have to pay anything to drive on the roads if they're not paying gas tax because they wear the roads out just like gas-powered cars do. Well, that's, that's, that's a fair observation. And I said earlier when I was talking about conspiracy theories, I'm, I might have gotten, uh, gotten carried away. Uh, I guess my point was this, that we should do everything we can to encourage to purchase. Uh, here, here's the federal government, in my opinion, doing the right thing, subsidizing electric cars, because it's a good thing uh, for energy cost. It's a good thing for uh, ecolo- ecological issues with uh, contamination. And so to have a state government go counter to the general thrust, um, it, it just is a bit disturbing. But I understand your point. The electric car is causing just as much wear on the road as a combustion engine car. You get more and more of them on the road. Yeah. You collect less and less gas tax. Well, who's going to pay that you make the road? A, you make a good point. Into a toll road or, uh, yeah. you know, there's a, it's kind of a double-edged sword, you know. Yes. Maybe maybe the federal government should uh, bear, bear the weight for the promoting the uh, energy efficient and then subsidize the state so that they can get their revenue. Uh, and so the more electric cars in the state have the federal government reimburse the state for those cars that are wearing the roads out, but they're not collecting the tax rent, though. I, I don't know, but uh, I, I think you make a valid point. And also I have another... I saw the uh, head of Chevron being interviewed on CNBC, I guess about four weeks ago, and they mm-hmm. asked him about electric cars and how he thought it was going to affect their business. And he said, well, right now we, meaning Chevron, there's a one, we figure there's one billion gasoline-powered vehicles around the world. Mm-hmm. So he said, I can't see anything in the near future where it's going to affect our business. Yeah. Because, A, it's going to take too long to try to replace them, he said, B, there's a lot of poor countries in the world that will never be able to afford electric cars. There's always going to be gasoline-powered vehicles because, you know, some countries, China, India, and some of these places sell cars that cost $1,500, and that's what people can afford. Yeah. And so a lot of people, according to him, I'm just giving says, will never be able to purchase an electric vehicle. Well, by the time, by the time that all happens, he will retire with a million-dollar-a-year pension, and he doesn't care what happens to Chevron after that. So it's, I think most of us tend to look at the short run for these things. I mean, electric cars are never going to affect me. I'm 78 years old, uh, and they won't affect a lot of people. But they're coming, and it'll be 25 years from now, uh, there'll be nothing but electric cars on the road. I'm sure there'll be a lot of them for sure. Yeah, well, there'll be a few antiques. Yeah, sure. Even today. I've got a 1937 Pontiac on my showroom floor at my car dealership. Maybe we should electrify that. Yeah, right. Well, thank you very much for a great call. Have a good day. Thank Thank you, you, Dennis. Stay in touch. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, before I take our last call from Pennsylvania, I want to let you know that uh, it is our last call. Uh, The lines are closed, and we want you to be part of the uh, mystery shopping report. 
And uh, you can do so by texting us with your rating at 772-497-6530. And that mystery shopping report is from Wallace Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. And it is a doozy. We're going to go to Pennsylvania, where George has been patiently waiting for us. Good morning. Well, good morning. How are you folks doing? Very good. Hey, I don't have a question. I have a an anecdote similar to the poor fellow that uh, bought a car, then the dealer came after him later for some more bucks. Uh, about 20 years ago, I was working for at a car lot, and a uh, in-law brought his beat-up old Dodge van and traded it. It had 160000 on it. My boss traded it on a newer one, and a week or so later, we took this old minivan to auction. Now, the auction, somebody bid on it, won it, and at this auction, they'd have an hour to, you know, back out of the deal. Uh, so anyway, the van went to auction. Next day, I come to work, and my boss is flipping out. He jumps on me. I didn't know what was going on. And apparently, when, they, when the guy bought it at auction, he checked the records and found out instead of having 150,000 miles on, the thing had 290 on it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, but and incidentally, my, uh, my relative, my in-law, bought this in Florida so I, while he was on vacation. So I was sitting along the curb with a for sale sign on it. <laughs> he bought it and drove it home. So over the next few weeks, my boss was just every day. <laughs> wouldn't let you live to, it down. He's trying to skin me. What are you going to do? What are you, I, I said, hey, I have no dog in this race, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and he was getting mad. He, he called my relative up, threatened lawsuits. And so uh, a couple of weeks later, we, again, the auction was on Thursday. We go to the auction, come back, and point was moved. Apparently somebody had come in off the street and uh, just needed a car real bad. And even after the disclosure of the mileage you know, problem, he bought the car anyway. Oh, it all worked out. I, it all worked out. You, you always remember those uh, mistakes, don't you? It's, uh, you learn more from your mistakes than your successes. I, when I first started in the business, um, my big mistake was uh, it was at night and I was appraising cars and I appraised a car for a certain amount of money, I don't remember, it was a Ford and uh, the next morning when the sun came up, it was at nighttime and it was raining, it was a police car that had a very, very poor paint job. You can still see the shield and the name of the police department underneath the paint and uh, my father had a conversation with me about that too. Yeah, well apparently when this thing uh, was at auction, and the buyer did the you know, check out the information. Found out that the whole automobile had been replaced from the firewall forward. It oh Lord! Terrible accident. <laughs> so, my brother-in-law bought it. Yeah, you know, unbeknownst. Wow. <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a classic story. That is a. I guess there's a the moral and a, a lesson to be learned there. But thank you very much for the call. Well, Rick, you had a point? Uh, we actually had a similar one a while back where a, a fellow bought a uh, Camry hybrid on the internet, almost sight unseen, and he brought it into us, 
and it had a bunch of electrical issues, the odometer showed 30,000 miles because someone had either turned it back or gotten an odometer from a junked car in the junkyard. Mm -hmm. And when we checked the uh, Carfax, it turned out the car had well over 200,000. And by all the holes on the interior and the vinyl flooring, I was able to show them that it was probably a taxi cab that had been retired. Probably a Craigslist purchase. Yeah. 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 Oh, my. Uh, okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to give you the text number again because we have stopped taking phone calls, 772-497-6530. And, you know, earlier I should have mentioned youranonymousfeedback.com. We always love hearing from you, and it does remain anonymous. I think we still have time for a text or two before we get into Yeah, we just have a couple left. Um, uh, Anne-Marie followed up, by the way, she uh, about her driving experience on the roads in the Yukon Territory. She says specifically the road between Skagway, Alaska, and Carcross in Yukon Territory. It's smoother than the middle lane on I-95. Wow. And I would think with all the moose they got up there, it yeah. would be a little bit more, a little rougher What's ride. It? Was <laughs> moose? Are there meese, the plural of that? I, I always say meese, but I'm always corrected. No, this moose is moose. moose. Um, and then Mark in Vermont, who told us about the um, unusual leasing arrangement with his credit union, he sent us a link to it, so we'll check that out. And it's actually Vermont Federal, uh, vermontfederal.org. And um, so we'll, we'll look it out and we'll address it next week. Sounds good. One last one, and this is on our Facebook live feed. And this came from Cable, who's a regular listener. He says, on the topic of auto body repairs, recently I had an experience, not a good one. I learned that most mainstream insurers will not pay to have luxury German cars fixed at the body shops that specialize in those brands because they won't pay those steep fees. They'll push you towards shops that are geared to repairing Chevys, Hondas, and the like. Seems unfair, but it's a fact. It is true, and that is a dastardly true fact that uh, our regulators ignore. Uh, Mercedes, I happen to know, is very, very uh, careful about their cars being repaired. They require that you use factory manufactured parts, OEM parts. And as we've talked about on this show at length, that when you replace a crash part, meaning something that absorbs the energy in a crash, fenders, bumpers, hoods, uh, these are manufactured to very tight tolerances and thicknesses, and the crush rate has to be to the thousandths of a second Otherwise, your airbag doesn't go off at the right time, and you get killed in the car. And Mercedes uh, and some of the other luxury manufacturers are sticklers to that. The insurance company is saying it's going to cost us too much money to have your car repaired safely, so take it to the Chevrolet dealer because he'll do it cheap, and he'll buy a Taiwan part or a Chinese part. It'll put it on your car, and it'll save me a lot of money. And it it is an outrage and a shame that the insurance companies can get away with that. Yeah. One last thing real quick is I was chastised for recommending vaping instead of smoking, and I'm going to have to hang my head and say I absolutely agree with you. Um, Vaping is not something we're seriously recommending. It is probably really bad for you, and there's also a vaping teen crisis going on right now, Mm -hmm. and it's a bad thing. So don't vape, don't smoke. Take care of those lungs. Thank you, Stu. Great advice. Uh, I think that uh, this is uh, worthy of mentioning, and it is from Earl on Cars Anonymous Feedback. So uh, I'll give a shout-out, and uh, here's how it goes. Hello, Earl. We appreciate your mystery shops. They have proven over and over how important it is to be educated and ready to walk away. 
The mystery shops only tell half the story, however. Where there is, where is the remainder? Where Agent X goes to the box and storms out angrily. Where is the part where the pressure is put on Agent X to buy the finance officer's extended warranty, service plan, interior, uh, master chef kitchen upgrade for tailgating? Where is the part where the box is exposed? Will you ever do a mystery shopping report where you follow through from obtaining three to four quotes to actually taking the keys and car home thank you a loyal listener that that's a tough one we've we've done it before and we're gonna have to do it again um getting all the way through the finance department running credit and all that um is a special level mystery shop that's tough to do but we'll figure it out we'll do it again because it's been a long time we've done it before and we've actually bought the car so um we'll put our heads together we've done everything except shop and compare uh, before we went in and bought it but yeah i think that would be an actual true life simulation of exactly what people go through it takes a special type of person uh with a special type of knowledge and aggressive abilities to be able to go through that because your subject uh, you have to be totally knowledgeable in the car business you have to be aggressive um it is really really tough to do that but I agree with you, and thanks for that input. We will do it again. Yeah, and uh, back to our conversation that we were having this morning as we drove in. Uh, ladies, uh, do you think that we're knowledgeable enough to do a mystery shopping report and to gather all those details? Why don't you, well, give me your opinion, youranonymousfeedback.com, where you remain anonymous. Okay. We, have, we have one more that Nancy reminded me. I, I failed to check the anonymous feedback, but one came in since that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello and good morning. Would it be possible for Nancy to receive texts from men and women? This clear favoritism of female correspondence is no less sexist than a misogyny uh, you guys claim to fight. Offering $50 for women for telephone calls is more sexist than prostitution. I Okay. Uh, both men and women can partake in that. We love the show. Thanks for taking the time to inform consumers every week, Beth and Chris, in Vermont. Oh, thank you very much for that yeah, we don't, uh, we anonymous don't want, feedback. Yeah, we don't want to uh, to uh, get into this too deeply because we have to do. Oh no, not at all. Report. We'll take you under consideration. Yeah, uh, we think that uh, we believe that because we have an imbalance of callers women versus men that's the reason we're doing it. it's kind of like a affirmative action for women on the radio show yeah. and we could get into a deep uh political discussion yeah, about no. affirmative action but we don't want to and we don't have time to no not at all but your anonymous uh feedback.com uh you know we're just trying to build a format here a platform and because the show has such an imbalance this is the way Uh, We're doing it. So thank you again for that anonymous feedback. And we're going to go to the mystery shopping report from Wallace Chrysler Jeep Dodge and Ram. Our effort to alert the public and policymakers about the Takata airbag recall crisis got some help recently. A website called safeairbags.com launched a public awareness campaign featuring actor Morgan Freeman as its spokesperson. In the video, and I saw this last night on WPTV Channel 5, Uh, Freeman describes the massive scale of the recall and explains how serious it is. This awareness campaign is by far the highest profile effort made by any entity uh, to date. We hope people will listen. 
With or without Morgan Freeman's help, we will continue to raise awareness and keep the focus on this public safety crisis with the aim of getting our politicians to wake up and take action. During the last few months, we've increased the intensity of our investigations and have mystery shopped the largest sellers of used cars in Florida, probably uh, the world. Uh, CarMax is certainly the biggest in the world, and Off-Lease Only is the biggest in Florida, or tied for a second with CarMax. Between the two of them, they sell almost all the used cars. Slight exaggeration. Uh, but they've demonstrated in our shopping reports how bad they are, really bad. Even when they're not so bad, they need great improvement. Yesterday, we turned our attention to the Treasure Coast and paid a visit to Wallace, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Stewart. Why they named themselves that, I don't know. We'll call them Wallace Chrysler. I mean, that is such a mouthful. We need to change that. We sent Agent Thunder in to check out a 2012 Volkswagen Passat with three recalls. A Takata recall, a heat shield recall, and a headlight cap recall. All three have available remedies. Amazing how many we shopped recently that did not have remedies. This car listed for $12,346. Agent Thunder was instructed to go to Stewart, uh, pretend to buy the VW uh, to pass the Dakota test. Uh, the, Walsh, <clears throat> the Walsh Chrysler uh, would have to disclose the recall, stop the sale, and either offer to get the recall fixed or offer an alternative uh, vehicle for Agent Thunder to buy. That's to pass the Dakota test. Operation report, like I'm the guy shopping. I called Wallace to see if the 2012 VW Passat was available. I spoke to Doug, who told me it was there, asked if I'd like to come in and take a look. I said I was headed that way on my way up from Jupiter. Uh, he said, ask for me when you come in. When I arrived, I walked over to where they kept their used cars and looked around for the Passat. I found it within a few minutes, but it was locked, so I decided to head into the showroom. I was greeted by Doug as soon as I walked in. He was ready for me and uh, he had the keys to the Passat. Doug noticed I was sweating, very observant, suggested we stay inside so I could cool off before he went out to look at the vehicle. Uh, we sat down, Doug offered me a cup of water, nice touch at the desk. He went through the standard Q&A um, that I normally experience when I go into a car dealership. Asked me to uh, wait while he pulled the Passat up, um, the front of the uh, showroom for me. When he came back inside to get me, he said the AC was pumping ice cold and was all gassed up and ready for me to take home. You know, he's working on, I was sweating, he got me the water, and now the AC's cold. A very talented salesperson. Yeah. Very good. I enjoyed the test drive. Doug was funny, sense of humor, very good. Made me feel comfortable. He also spoke very highly of the Wallace Company and its reputation for honesty and how they take care of their customers. In full transparency, I know Bill Wallace, known him for many years. Uh, I can't say we're friends, but we're acquaintances. We chit-chat. He's done me a favor or two when customers had problems in his dealerships. So that's disclosure. Um, I could tell this conversation by Doug was standard pitch, but he delivered it convincingly. When we returned, Doug asked me if I had any questions. I said I just wanted to know if I was getting a good car and if the price that I'd seen online was actually the price I pay. Doug replied with this question. If I was satisfied that it was a good car and I got the online price, would I take it home today? Trial close. Classic trial close from a good salesman. Smooth and 
you know, he's a good actor. And I say that in a positive sense because that's what selling is all about. You get a really good actor. Well, Morgan Freeman we're talking about. He's a fabulous actor, and he delivers a message that is sincere and believable. In this case, I believe Morgan is sincere, but a good salesman has to fake sincerity. Play a role. Right. I told Doug that I came in on the price of 12346 If I could get that, I'd take it, but I wanted uh, some info on the car first. Doug said, we take a look at the Carfax report. Uh, he said he could tell me right then and there that it was a one-owner vehicle with no accidents. That's good. He offered to get the paperwork and the Carfax reports. He left, came back with another cup of water, and then left again to get the documents from his manager. So he's bringing the cups of water as opposed to the bottle of water. That's an expensive reduction idea. Well, it's better for the environment, too. No plastic. I just pictured they had a, a nice cooler nearby. Mm, exactly. Um, he showed me the worksheet with my price. Now, worksheet, remember, is not a legal document. And this plays anytime any of you buy a car. You will not be shown, probably, the legal document. Uh, the numbers you see, the disclosure you see, whatever transparency you see is not on a legal document, so they can't be held responsible. Um, if you look at the fine print at the bottom, it will probably say worksheet, not a legal document. Uh, yeah, let me see here. Okay. Uh, the sale price, okay. Uh, sale price was 12246 as promised, but there was a line for a $799 certification and another line where they added Six hundred ninety-nine for dock fees. That's almost sixteen hundred dollars in extras beyond the advertised online price. I asked about both. He said the certification was a mistake, and that he would have that taken off. It was not a certified Volkswagen Passat. So what he was telling me was that it didn't meet the requirements from Volkswagen. That it would be certifiable that you could check the car it's over and call seven-year-old car. Seven-year-old car. And you, you would uh, have to pay extra if it was certifiable, and you get an extra warranty, but it was too old. But they thought it was, and it was a mistake. Sounds like it was a legitimate mistake, yeah. but you can't be sure. But like you said, it's not a legal document, so exactly. you'd have to be pretty vigilant and make sure it didn't appear on the real one. Yeah. Uh, the dock fee was not coming off, though, and the dock fee is just another name for a hidden fee, which is a dealer fee. He also said, here we go, there was a $129 e-filing fee. Now, that wasn't on the worksheet, was it? No. No. So that's what I meant earlier when I was talking to Stu about the fact that just because you have a disclosure of a fee, that doesn't mean there are not more fees down the road. And when you get into the finance office, a.k.a. the box, that's when the fees come at you hot and heavy. Yeah. I mean, you don't even see them, and they're in the fine print, and you're signing papers uh, like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. And you just don't see it. Some people never see them. And as far as being a hidden fee, they, they just don't even know they exist. And that's the danger of these fees. That's why when they bring out a worksheet, they tell them to turn around and go back and get a, get a buyer's order. A buyer's order. Just say, I want to see the paper that I have to sign before you let me take the car home. And I want the legal document that you're going to make me to sign. That legal document will have the full disclosure. Uh, www it ain't gonna happen. happen .com. Not gonna happen. Not com. gonna happen. .com. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Okay, we move on to the Carfax report. We should register that domain. Let me let me make a note. <laughs> hey, let's buy that domain. Seriously. I guarantee that's taken. There's well, no try. way that's... Get Ted. He'll buy it before we're off the air. I can check. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we moved on to the Carfax report. Doug highlighted the one owner status and showed me where it indicated there were no reported accidents. He then said there was at least one recall. Flip the pages to find them. So, you know, we're making progress. He showed me the three recalls and tried to explain what they were. This is something we haven't seen in a while. Uh, looks like we're going toward transparency in these recalls. And the past reports with off-lease only and with Carfax didn't happen. Um, he wasn't clear on the heat shield uh, one or the headlight cap one, but he knew what the Takata recall was all about. He said it was serious, but he could get it fixed at Wallace Volkswagen. Now, this is a part which uh, kind of blows my mind. You know, uh, Bill Wallace has a Volkswagen dealership. He makes money when he does Takata airbag fixes. And if, if, I, I, I blame this on Bill Wallace's organization. And he needs to have policies and procedures. Bill, if you're listening, you make money on these recalls. Anytime a vehicle, and he has multiple franchises, he has what, Ford, Volkswagen, Hyundai. But uh, nice, yeah. He's got half a dozen franchises, and the recalls on all these franchises, anytime you trade a car in at one of your dealerships, it should be flagged to the dealership of that make, and you should send it to that dealership, fix the recall, do the right thing for your customer and make a few bucks because you get paid for it. Yeah, he's got a better setup than, than pretty much any dealer. Exactly, exactly. Uh, at any rate, uh, he'd have to call the service department to get a time frame for me. This is kind of humorous. It's an inside joke, but you'll see what I mean in a minute. I grimaced and said uh, this new information kind of soured me on the whole deal. Doug didn't break a sweat. said he agreed with me. He said, although it was something they could fix if he were me, he may want to consider another vehicle. Very honest, very open, uh, very caring. So maybe Doug wasn't faking sincerity. Maybe Doug was just a good guy. He might be a saint. Uh, he also had another car in mind for me. It was a 2012 Bissette, and asked me for a minute for him to check um, the Carfax report. I waited a few minutes. He returned with good news. The other 2012 Passat was recall-free, and it was uh, priced about $1,000 less. It wasn't the premium edition like the one I was interested in. Uh, didn't you? I thought I read somewhere, maybe I skipped over it, where he tried to get hold of the service department, but he couldn't get through to them. Uh, yeah, he said he, he called and they were on hold for a long time. What yeah, was that? yeah I, the reason I laughed is because my dealership has the same problem. Is it the service oh, department? Oh, it's coming up. It's coming up. It's the next yeah. paragraph. Oh, okay, okay. But anyway, I'll just I'll ad lib it because. Um, there isn't a lot of cooperation between the sales departments and the service departments. Rick knows about this very well. and uh, Yeah, Rick never answers his phone. That's right. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. It's a, he's busy it's a fixing bad cars. Thing. That's what it's I mean. a bad thing for the customer. It's a bad thing for the dealership. Uh, our dealership and all car dealerships need to work on better communication. This is a form, uh, an example of the ultimate miscommunication where the car dealer himself would benefit financially by better communication yeah. between his used car departments and uh, his service department. Lost the sale. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just an inherent baked-in problem about getting recalls fixed. 
Um, anyway, uh, I'm out of there. Doug shook my hand, and uh, uh, we can go through the epilogue here. But the bottom line is that it's a lot better from a moral, ethical standpoint that Bill Wallace Chrysler did than the last shots with off lease only and with Carfax. Uh, and it also points to the, other than deception and greed motives, is the fact of life motive that these car dealers are not getting these cars fixed. And the hypocrisy of the Florida Automobile Dealers Association and the other folks out there, I'm gonna hold this up again, this memo, Congress wants to ground used vehicles on open recall. This is the bulletin that all car dealers that are members received. And the Florida Automobile Dealers Association and the National Automobile Dealers Association are lobbying to have this law by Senators Blumenthal and Markey to make it illegal to sell cars with dangerous recalls. And they're saying, well, what we need to do instead is to get all cars fixed that have open recalls. And we've had recalls on cars for what? Oh. 50 years? At I, least. Oh. When do they stop us? They've always recalled cars, haven't they? Yeah. And it's really gotten crazy recently. Five, five minutes, okay. They really have uh, uh, recalled an inordinate number. Only about 25, 25 to 30% are getting fixed. No. Yeah, 25 to 30% are not fixed. 70% are on the roads. Well, what am I? What am I? Seventy percent are on the roads unfixed. Unrepaired. That's what it is. Yeah. So, it's Russian roulette. You're probably going to get a. You're, you're going to have one chance in four or one chance. They Takata airbag recall. They Oh. <laughs> Morgan, <laughs> when did you get here? Morgan has arrived. <laughs> Morgan Re Freeman, uh, Academy Awarding actor, just joined us in the studio. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> one out of six cars. Sorry. Anyway, the point being that. The recall problem exists. It's not going to get fixed. Car dealers are not going to try and to pretend so we can avoid grounding these cars, which is what they should do. We're never going to fix the problem. Trust me on this, folks. If you grounded the cars and you said you can't sell them, that's the only way they would get fixed. Yeah. They would have to fix them because if they didn't, they're going to pile up an inventory and they're not going to be able to sell a car on a trade-in because they won't be able to allow enough money if they grounded and made it illegal. So this bill, uh, Senators Richard Blumenthal and Ed Markey, and this is, uh, is this a Senate bill? It's a, yeah. Yeah, Senate bill. Uh, and then it goes to the House, right? So it's S-1971. Let your representatives and your senators, your congressmen know that you support this bill. And, and be it known that the national and the state associations for car dealers are fighting it. And it's just a damn shame. Yeah, yeah. great information. Do we now have we got to vote. We got to vote. Do we have time to run Morgan's uh, safe? Well, we'll run it after. Uh, let's do the vote, then we'll run Morgan. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, well, we have grades coming in. We have a C from Ed, an F from Gene, harsh. Uh, Erica gives him a C, Lisa gives him a C, and then Linda on Facebook gives him a big, fat, See, hmm. well, we have we we have empathy among our voters, and I think they understood it. Uh, we had a an honest, uh, seemingly empathetic salesperson 
uh, full yeah. disclosure. Yeah, I'm passed. Uh, a C from Sandy just came out on our text line. Um, my vote is a C. Okay, great. Uh, we've got KitKat says an F for the company, but a B for the salesman. Very good. Uh, Frank is coming up with a C across the board. And myself, I'm going to give him a C. And LJ, C. And Karen gives him a D. I'm going to give him a C, and that's for uh, the salesperson uh, recommending that they consider yeah. another vehicle. I'm going to give him a C plus yep. because of the salesperson. Steve on Facebook yeah. just chimed in with a C plus too. Very good. Right. Well, congratulations, uh, Wallace Chrysler. Wallace Chrysler in Stewart, Florida. Uh, it seems strange we uh, translate, you know, congratulate you with a C yeah. or a C plus, but when you consider the competition out there, this is absolutely terrible. We had to take Carfax and off-lease only off our recommended list. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So you'll uh, buy a used car, go to the Wallace Group. Ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you want to see that uh, launch of the uh, public awareness campaign from Morgan Freeman, you can go to safeairbags.com. Yeah, and we'll post it on EarlOnCars.com. And also, I thought we just got a text from my brother Jason, 3589. Well, I, I won't read his number on there, but <laughs> it's a different area code. 678, gives, 678 and I'm not going to read the rest of it. It gives him a C. So. Thank you and very much. And Mark nice from job, Vermont Bill. gives him a C as well. Oh, great. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I see where we're out of time. We all thank you for being with us this Saturday morning. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here in our hot seats. Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Have a wonderful weekend. Go Steelers!